I'm torn between the Chargers and the Bills. Uh, wait, hold, wait, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> hold up. I seen the Chiefs going to win the division. Well, I said, hold but up, they don't win the division. I, yeah, I don't. I said, but they don't win the division though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop, slide, pick yeah. it, bounce, pop. Yeah. <laughs> the Chargers have a. The Chargers have a better. They're gonna come down. It's gonna come down to what Jane Dance are we gonna get? That's what it's gonna come down to. I'm 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 looking at this situation like I'm looking at the same situation with James Winston. <laughs> it's a big question mark. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see you know, I was asking the running backs, I said, Hey, what you listen to? What what kind of get you hype? And they were like, Coach, what you listen to? So I said, I'm an R and B kind of I, There we I go. There I we it. go. Okay. Earth winning fire. Okay. Earth winning fire. What we got, Coach? What we got on the Earth winning fire. Hey, Earth winning fire. I'm knocking into some jagged edge. There we go. There we go. J.E. Heartbreak, yeah, man. Listen, so, yeah, you got to listen to Joe. You got to support your ball head, fellas. Okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's Tyrese, baby. <laughs> You know what it is. Fan View Live on Thursday. We back at it again. G Sports in the building. You know what I'm saying? Coach Hurricane Hen back at it once again. You ain't got a little a little freeze for me today? Didn't need it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna come with it. We got a jam-packed show for you guys today, man. We gotta talk about the Saints and the Falcons this Sunday, week one, against them dirty birds. Who at? What James Winston, Albert Camaro, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, what them boys gonna do down there? In the ATL. And we got to talk about what happened on Sunday night in the Superdome. What is the, the Caesars Superdome. This shit, shit don't sound right. <laughs> what LSU and Florida State, man. Everybody thought that LSU was going to win this game handedly. But, man, Mike Norvell had different plans. Oh, yeah. And then we got to talk about the Lamar Jackson saga, man, with this contract, man. He, he trying to negotiate this, this $200-plus contract by himself. We're going to get into that. We got to talk a little high school football, huh? Yes, sir. Huh? St. Helena, y'all on one, man. Y'all yeah. on one, but look, that's why you fight to, to, to see another week. Yeah, baby. Hey, look, Rome was a built in the day, homeboy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody think it's a sprint. Yeah. It's a hell of a marathon. <laughs> hell of a marathon. Hell of a marathon. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, man, to FanView Live every Thursday, man. Please hit the subscribe button. Share it to a friend, to a friend, to a friend. We locked in every Thursday, man. Me and my boy Hurricane Him back at it again. Oh, I like it when you say it like that. You know, I got to <laughs> We need to get some shirts made saying that. <laughs> uh, Coach Dave Johnson from Florida State uh, will be joining us at some point to the show. Uh, so y'all make sure y'all be tuning in for that, man. We got to get into, you know, what he's doing over there down at Tallahassee with Mike Norville in year three mm -hmm. uh, with that big win they had over LSU this past Sunday. But, man, we got to start off talking about Lamar Jackson, man. Okay. Um, what you think about how Lamar Jackson – is going through these contract negotiations, and he's about to go out there and play a game, not having a long-term contract set up for himself, for him to go out there and risk, you know, getting a, getting a major injury and, and putting himself in a position where he can't get that bread. Um, I think it's a saga for everybody not named Lamar Jackson. 
um, not not true enough. Like he will, you know, all parties at B would love for him to have the contract negotiate, you know, settlement already done to just where it could just be strictly football. The way he's handled it, um, you know, hats off to him. You know, he's doing this on his own. You know, his mom, his mom is his lawyer, um, and he, you know, he is his agent. You know, it's rare to see this in professional sports these days. Um, the one thing I did respect about how he did everything was. He saw what Dak Prescott did mm-hmm. and said, hey, the contract will come when it comes. I'm not going to settle for nothing less than what I think I deserve. And I'm just going to go out and play football. And over the co- over the course of just this offseason alone, he's made more money doing it that way. Not put, it's putting the Ravens in the spot because mm-hmm. the Ravens is, is an organization that's notorious for not giving out big contracts. Um, the last big contract they gave out was to Joe Flacco, and it was a similar situation. And it was at, they was kind of forced to do it because he won the Super Bowl that year. So, like, you had to give him that big money. Um, he was a, like, I want to say he was, like, the first $100 million um, mm-hmm. quarterback mm-hmm. in the league. Uh, but to, for the, the smarts of the Lamar Jackson situation was – he went out and he protected himself. What I mean mm-hmm. by that is he went and got insurance policies on his arms, mm-hmm. his legs, and I, it was something. It's like I want to say it's like his ribs or something. Like it's not. It wasn't his whole chest. Like okay. he, like, it, he, like he's. I didn't know he's, that. He's I didn't know that. Specifically put like it on certain parts of of, of his body and his shoulders too. So all in all, if he was, you know, saying we don't wish nobody to get hurt, but if he was, if if he was to get hurt. You know, he has like like on his legs alone is a two hundred fifty million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying insurance policy, so he's still set himself up to be generationally wealthy. Have he go out in this on the field and get hurt? Now the franchise tag is for what forty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. So hurt. they could franchise tag him this year and next and next year. So that's that's roughly what seventy million dollars. Um, the Kirk Cousins did right. My thing is. Why hasn't he hired an agent? Um, you know, I don't know Lamar Jackson personally. I don't know, you know, what kind of intellectual he is. I don't know if he's good with numbers. I don't I don't know if he even understands contracts fully the way he should, the way an agent can, you know, go go up in there and negotiate. But do you think if he had an agent, this deal would have been done by now? I mean, what I mean, who else represented themselves in the in the in the league? Uh was it it was a DB? Dang, I can't remember who it was, but who, I know you talking about. Um, it's gonna come back to my mind. But my thing is, I think if he had an agent, this deal would be done by now. Was it Jalen? Jalen Ramsey. I think it is Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, it is Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I think it might. No, no, no. It's not Jalen Ramsey. It's not Jalen Ramsey. I think it, it might. It be was, no, it's not. He, he got an agent. Uh, it might have been Darrell Revis. That's who it was. His the. I think it might have been Darrell Revis. The contract he got from. The Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it yeah. might be the Royal Reavers. Yeah, but do you think he would have a contract done right now if he had an agent? It's, it's one of those you'd never know because so contracts is nothing but you know legalities. You know, what I'm saying and is you know written up in a way where his mom is his, is his lawyer, so he knows what he wants. So like that's the main part of an agent to, to do the stuff that you don't want to kind of have to worry about, get into and whatnot. But I think with him putting his foot down, like, Hey, this is my number. Mm-hmm. And it, it, to me, like it, they have to be far off. Mm-hmm. They have to be, they have to be far off because 
Now we know that the Deshaun Watson um contract is one of those out the norm days. That and but, that and that Deshaun Watson contract has made this negotiation a very difficult task right. for 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 Steve Bashade, the owner, and and Lamar Jackson because how much how much guaranteed money? Uh, Two fifty. Yeah, all, the whole contract is guaranteed. Whole, his, his whole contract is fully guaranteed. Right. So that that's at the market. Yeah, that's at the market. And it, it, and and what you. What you starting what you seen was like even what Kyle Murray got like one forty six. Yeah. So one forty six Russell um Russell Wilson got like one um like seventy something. Like they keep they keep going up and up. They st- they're trying to stay like the, the owners are trying to stay away from two fifty the, the two fifty number. But here's the thing too. I think Lamar this is one of the things that Lamar Jackson has in his back pocket. If you don't like I think this is a bad year to try to get the contract. Why? Because next year Herbert and Burrow is about is going to get contracts, so they going into their fourth year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They going so like is is you know you know Burrow and Justin Herbert about to get paid. So so like so you sitting there and like the only person that has any kind of leg up on you, and it's not really a leg up, is Burrow, and that's because he played in the Super Bowl. You know he has you know the only other person that got a contract extension in his in his in his what past couple of years is Rodgers and Wilson that has a Super Bowl ring. Right. So other than that, other than those two, you know, his his stature is up there. He, former league MVP. He's everything for their offense. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's he's a he's a he he doesn't have no off the um field issues. So you sit there and you let him play the cause you let them play the franchise um, tag number if they want. You still gonna come out winning, right? And if you don't get it from the Ravens, another organization will. Uh, C, what did I say? C Troy, C Troy, C Troy. I don't even know how you pronounce that. Uh, one of our, our viewers on YouTube, he says Ravens need to get out of the way for the first time. Their star and franchise player is a quarterback and not a defensive player. He need to be paid as such. And, I, I, I mean, and, and I agree. And I agree. I just think, you know, I don't, I don't know what Lamar. I, I know he wants. I think he wants what two twenty five, somewhere around there. I, I think that's. I think that's 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 the starting point. Yeah, but I, but I don't think they. I don't think they have announced or reported how much the guaranteed mm-hmm. part is. And I think that's what he. That's what the talks are falling all the way because he's probably asking for a whole lot of guaranteed money. He's probably asking for about two hundred yeah. one ninety five. I think see, you know C um, make, makes a good point too. I think another thing that's being lost. Is, you know, kind of in the sauce in this. This is the first major contract that the Ravens organization has to do without Ozzie Newsom. You know, Ozzie was that former NFL player um, who had great relationships with the guys. Who, mm-hmm. you know, they might not. He might not have been able to give it to him and guarantee because mm-hmm. you know Steve Prasada still is his, still is his boss. But he would have been able to like flip it into a way where it would have been player friendly but organizational friendly as well. You know, so by Lamar, you know, holding his ground. And, and, and here's the thing. He hasn't held out. He's at every practice. You know, he's getting- nah, Now, they came on and said there's no beef. Um, Brashad yeah. said there's no beef yeah. between him and Lamar Jackson. He said just simply they just can't get on the same page number-wise. And, and, and another, another thing was she – the Ravens – when you think of the Ravens organization – you always think of defense, mm-hmm. defense, defense, defense. You could think of the notable offensive players throughout their whole 
since since they came from the Colts to you know Jamal Lewis, Ray Rice, Flacco, um, what was the return specialist um, and wide receiver for them, Jermaine Taylor. Yeah, Jermaine Taylor. No, no, it was uh, that's his name. Yeah, I think it was Jermaine Taylor. He he the one like he he returned the, the um, kickoff in the Super Bowl and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, say Todd Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, now um, Mark Andrews, Jonathan Ogden. You know, say Jonathan. You know, saying uh, Marshall Yonder. You know, but like it hasn't been the quarterback outside of Flacco. So um, this is this is that you know back in my day type deal. To where the Ravens just kind of got to get out the way, like C said, and realize if you don't pay him what he's asking, he's going to walk. And because of how good your organization is typically ran, you're not going to find a void to to fill that spot until the next couple of years. Because even Lamar Jackson was like the 20-something pick, no, the 31st pick. Mm -hmm. You traded back into that round and, and got him. You're not gonna look up twice in that situation. Yeah, and I mean he's owed twenty three million dollars this year, mm-hmm. um, and so this is typically, I mean this is for next year um, that they're trying to get this contract done for. And, and if, if they can't get on the same page, I mean they're, they're just gonna franchise tag him, like most teams do, um, and he gonna get forty five million dollars added on to the twenty three million dollars that he's gonna get paid this year. And I think what you're seeing, Lamar Jackson not tripping. I think he's looking at this like, look, I want my money. I won't get paid accordingly. But look, y'all still gotta pay me twenty three M's this year. Yeah. Like, and then next year, if you if you still if you still can't get on the same page, you still gotta pay me forty five M's. And like you say, with the insurance policy and things like that, he's not pressed, right, to just rush and try to just get a deal done, just to say you got a deal done. So I commend him on that, man. I just think that, and like I said, I don't know Lamar Jackson personally. Never met him. I just think if he had an agent. This this contract negotiation will be going a little bit smoother. Well, let me ask you this: Do you date? Because all right, because yeah, it it would be going smoother. But as you a business, you a business owner yourself. So yeah. let's say let's let's say I was representing your business in a deal. They could tell that the the person I'm going to make a deal for you for could tell me things that they wouldn't tell you in your face because. At the end of the day, you the owner, you have got the final say so and all that stuff. My job is to tell you what they say. This is what they this is the terms and stuff. But when you sit down in the face, it's hard for me to tell you, hey, you know, look, I'm gonna do this, but I don't like the hip hop aspect and right. all that stuff. I can't you know say I gotta tell you this to your face. Right. And you can't that's that's hard to turn down. What I think about also long term, if you're a free agent. Where does the Ravens sit on your list now, knowing that this is how they treating one of their stars, former league MVP? You know, because because especially today, where even though like you said, we we see it's no black bad blood and none, none of that stuff. It's just like mm-hmm. hey, he's he's at one number, there's another number, but then it's always gonna come to is it a race day, right? Is it a this day? Is it because he's a black quarterback? And, you know, if 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 this was Josh Allen. Instead of Lamar Jackson at the Ravens, would he have gotten his right. money? You know, nah. Versus nah, Lamar, nah. I think this too, you know, because I got a couple friends that are agents in the NFL, and a lot of times when you see the contract negotiations going on like this with these agents, they'll get a deal done with certain teams because they'll say, "Look, take care of my guy Lamar, right? Take care of him." And then when, let's say, 
his 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 client is Jameis Winston, mm -hmm. right, or whoever. Look, I'm gonna make sure I take care of y'all on that contract when they when this deal come up. You see what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff be going on with these contract negotiations. They do deals, they do favors for each other, and say, look, I'm gonna take care of y'all with him. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or 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 they set things up for down the road. And you see that all the time in the NBA too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what when you have a good agent, people like Drew Rosenhaus, who represents what? Sixty <laughs> some players in the league. So he, he'll go in, he'll go in, he'll go into a contract negotiation, really like on some, look, you don't take care of him. When this one come up, I'm gonna make sure we play hardball. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you got a, 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 a agent like that, it puts you in it puts you it puts you in a good position. And I think Lamar Jackson probably would have a deal done right now had he had an agent. So a good agent. As as a fan, as a fan, do you have a problem with Lamar Jackson? Representing himself? Well, not even representing himself. Um I think um possibly, you know, because the deadline is today uh, or tomorrow. Like it's one of the two days that he gave the Raven, like like he's not he's not even gonna talk about negotiations after this point. To as a fan, do you have an issue with your franchise quarterback stepping on the field, not secured long term? Probably so. I probably you know if if that was if he was a New Orleans Saint, um, I probably would. I probably would. But you know, look. I think Lamar Jackson, in his mind, he's probably thinking how I would be thinking if I was in his position. Look, y'all got to pay me $23 million this year, mm -hmm. right? You, no matter what, That's I'm getting it. 23 M's, right? Let's just say, knock on wood, he goes out there and gets hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm still getting 23 M's. Plus whatever body part I got hurt on. Plus whatever body part I got hurt on because of the insurance policy. And so... For me, I'm not a greedy person. I'm 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 not one of those guys that that man. Look, I need I, I gotta have 20 million dollars to be happy, right? Lamar Jackson probably looking at it like man. Look, if if that's what happens, I'm still paid regardless. Right. But in the event going forward, nothing does happen. I want to get paid like some of the top dogs, or if not the top dog in the NFL. And I think that's the approach he's taking. That's why he's going out there and play, and is not even bothered about this this contract not being done because he feel like at the end of the day I'm still paid to some degree. Agreed. Agreed. I think you know say I think you hit the nails on on the head. And to me, this should be a blueprint of all the whether you play quarterback or not, this is how you handle business. You know, you don't do like what um Kyler Murray did you know it was like and it turned into like a bloodbath going back and forth mm -hmm. with each other. You don't do like what Aaron Rodgers did. Um I'm I'm gonna retire, I'm not gonna retire, I'm, you know, I'm playing hopscotch with it. You were like, hey, I'm y'all y'all if I'm holding y'all to y'all end of the bargain, I'm gonna hold up my end of the bargain. My right. my end of the bargain is playing football at the end of the day. I'm 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 still on my rookie deal. This is the last year of my rookie deal. Mm -hmm. I'm guaranteed it's twenty three plus the endorsement and all that stuff. I'm good. But what I'm not about to do is I'm not about to go out there and play under a number that I'm not okay with. I'm okay with twenty three right now because hey, this is the last year of my rookie deal. I 
every you know it's proven that I didn't went above and beyond the terms of my rookie deal. Definitely, you know, um, even with all the injuries and all that stuff, with people leaving the franchise and whatnot, I've been the one constant that's been holding holding true. So what I'm not about to do is I'm not about to go out there and you know risk my livelihood for a number that you're comfortable with, and I got to sit there and like. You know, I just got messed over. Now we got to get on these LSU Tigers, man. Uh, last weekend, man, I think this was one of the most talked about games uh, that was on TV um, because it was the only game on on on, on Sunday night. Uh, I want to say a reporter came out and said um, this is the most views or most ratings they've had uh, on a Memorial Day I say Memorial Day, Labor Day weekend, yeah. uh, to start the season in the last six years. Yeah. And so LSU came into the game favorites. I think they was four and a half point favorites coming into this game. Um, I thought coming into this game that Mike Norville had more pressure on him than Brian Kelly because he's in year three. Usually in year three, you got your guys in, you was able to weed some of the cancers out. Now the, the, the administration and the, and, the, and the AD and the fan base is like, okay, now it's time to see what the direction our program is going in now, right? And so, Norville getting that win on Sunday night, I think, gave that Florida State fan base a little, a little, a little fresher breath there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because think about it: was it last year or, the, or year one when they lost to Jacksonville State? It had to be. That had to be year one. Because there was because they was talking about hey, he should we he should have stayed at Memphis if we should have hired Dion right you lose a Jacksonville State University a D one double right the fan base was calling for Mike Norvell I mean they was calling for his hat but the administration stayed with him he's in year three now and I I'm not gonna lie to you Florida State looked like a sound football team they looked more disciplined. Um, they just look like a a, a, a a team that you could tell a coach is in year three now. Um, that D-line, man, that D-line with Florida State was wreaking havoc all night. But people don't want to hear about Florida State. Everybody want to hear about what's going on in Baton Rouge with LSU. What happened on Sunday night, man? Um, what's your takeaways from the game? Uh, do you think uh, what happened with the special teams, um, with the offense, um, Mason Smith going down? It's so many takeaways from this game that you could kind of point your finger to. What was your biggest takeaway from this game? Man, um, you know, as a coach, you know, you got you, you to gotta look at it through coaches' eyes first. You know, you know, even though I'm a – you know, y'all know me, I'm a big LSU fan and all this stuff. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But I got to look at it through, you know, coaches' eyes first. And year three versus year one. That's a big. That's a big advantage right there in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, year three, the identity is set, mm-hmm. the culture is set, the players and the players know how you want to play. They 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 know like on. It was a stretch where like they they could they went. I want to say like four, no maybe five for six on third downs and like they didn't even look to the sideline. They knew like all right in this situation, this is the. This is the play that's going to be called. This is the this is the route I need to run. You know, it was all, and it was all passes. It was all passes. And the one and the one third down that they didn't get was a run. Right. You know, what I'm saying so like it was like we in sync. We in sync with everything that's going on. You know, by this being everything new for LSU, 
And this is one thing I just, you know, to the LSU fans, I that you got to be realistic. You know what I'm saying? The fandom comes off a lot. Yeah, at the end of the day, nobody can match our receiving room. Right. That's just what it is. At the end, you know what I'm saying? Prior to Mason Smith going down, our D-line was elite. But here's the thing. This is the one big issue I always have with NFL guys come to be on the, de- on the defense side. I don't have an issue with NFL guys coming in and being coordinators on the offense side. On the defense side, because you're sitting there, you, you're used to p- freaks like Khalil Mack. Well, let's just use where Madhouse came from. you used to freaks like Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Um, uh, even you know, uh, what's it? Frank Clark. Even though he, you know, but like he's still a freak to where mm-hmm. you can say you gonna do A, B, and C, and it was getting done. You know, um, Sneed, Tyron Matthew. You know, mm-hmm. saying you come from Juan Thornhill. You know, what I'm you know, say you come from from that, and you putting that expectations on eighteen to twenty two year old people who hadn't. Gotten the league knowledge, who gotten gotten the league coaching and all that stuff. They're that's a good athletes. point. That's a good point. And you know, you put them in that scheme. Now, once they started, the game changed. Once they started selling down. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm when he started going basic. Hey, hey, we doing this, this. We ain't blitzing. We ain't do. We, hey, we playing this cover five. We gonna play cover three to the to the five, um to the wide side. Cover two to the short side, and we gonna hold up the box and let let our players play. When we they started doing that, the game started changing. Um, and I, I, I and I thought he ran entirely too much zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but that's also come with hey, he he was in a DC before. He was just a strictly linebacker guy. So when you when you when you are strictly that guy, you got you you tend to cater to your positions. I was like, I had to start learning. Like I'm a DC. You know, so by me being a DC, I'm a D line guy. So I had, I started like, hey man, what caters to the D line, and and you kind of lose the other. Six or seven people that's out there, you know, and, you know, that's just that learning curve that everybody just goes through when you when you when you um calling stuff for a whole unit. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, the um you, the youth showed right off right off the back. You know, you know, Will Campbell had some nice moments, but there's some moments like, hey, they they stacked it on his side. He's mm-hmm. a true freshman, you know. Say Dillinger the same way. The snaps was 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 going awry. We kept getting behind. Um, behind the sticks, you know. What I'm saying um, not having John Emery, I felt was was huge because Noah Kane. You could tell like he he was still used to that Penn State running style where you know they got you know multiple pullers, you know tight ends, misdirection and stuff. This is the SEC foot in the ground. Let's go. Um, Kayshawn Butte was like, you could tell he's coming off an injury. You could tell he it's that new offense where, like, hey, I was used to getting the ball. Right. Like, the ball is being forced to me now, and they got a full read progression, and I'm not getting it like I want to get it. Because it was, like, one time that Jaden Daniels, like, he puts it he's On the goal line? Uh, they was going in on the goal line when they, when they missed the field when they got the first when they got the first block pick off. He didn't get his head turned around. You know what I'm saying? Right on the numbers. Hit him right on the numbers without his head turned around. Like now, when I watched it live, I thought it was Jaden Daniels for that first. And then after the game, when I got home and I was able to watch it on TV, watch the replays, I was like, Oh no, that's, it, that it was hit, on it that, was, that was strictly on Keshawn Booty. Like the the nonchalantness yeah. of getting your head turned around, and he wasn't even running the route, and he's still like, yeah. like in between two defenders. Like, what else do you yeah. want? Yeah. Um, 
you know, so it it was you know it was that you know when Mason Smith went down first, did Ali Gay gets ejected the second time? It was like shit. Now nah, you you really really tested, and but all in all, I see you know I seen way more encouraging things than I seen like oh shit here we go again, you know that, that you know said so that that's what it, that would it all come down to you you seen like hey the number your number one guy ain't had only had two catches but. You still was able to throw for close to three hundred something yards, and that's saying something. I think we had like thirty six yards passing in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as they start getting more and more, you know, uh, I guess um, chemistry mm-hmm. in the offensive things and the, and the defensive things, they're still going to be a problem. It's just, it's it's it's, it's just I, the moment was so big. I think for just every day, you know, Kelly's first time. In the SEC, you know, he didn't look like he didn't look like he did when he was on the sideline for Notre Dame. He didn't look like he did when he was on the sideline for Cincinnati. It's like it didn't. I think he, you know, said the pressure came in because like the the narrative of Kelly is he can't win the big one, mm-hmm. and you know, said like this is this was a quote unquote big one because it starts your career. But let's say that to to where the fourth quarter started and to still only lose by one. You know, hats off, you know, great job for the Florida State. But it's just I've, – I've seen more encouraging things than I've seen stuff that I like, all right. Because two plays changed the whole game. Yeah. The block – the block three – the block um, field goal, the one we just talked about, the Kayshawn Butte um, possession, and, the, you know, the one to um, end the game. Right. See, Charles – I don't know how you pronounce this guy's name on YouTube. Say trios. See, trios. Trois. See, trois. See, trois. See <laughs> Twa uh, on YouTube says he hated Brian Kelly's demeanor on the sideline. Uh, I couldn't really tell what his demeanor was because I was at the game. Um, look, when we talked about it a couple months ago, you know, the over and under on how many games it was going to win this year, I said seven. I said I thought they could win seven games this year. I counted out the losses. Um, I didn't think they would lose to Florida State. I didn't think. Uh, but this was what happens – for most first-year head coaches, especially when you come into a place like an LSU where there's just so much pressure and when you had so much turnover, all right? That's what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. The transfers that they took in to, to to make this roster complete was probably one of the most in the whole conference. Yeah. And so that in itself, added on with the guys that was already here last year, you got to build chemistry. You got to build a team culture. They got to understand Brian Kelly's way. They've only been together for six months. Having said all of that, no disrespect to Mike Norvell and the Florida State Seminoles. I, I don't think Florida State is one of the best teams in the country. Um, I, do I think they're a top 25 team? Maybe. Probably the bottom half of the top 25. But I don't look at Florida State and say they're going to compete for an ACC championship. They're going to compete to come out of the ACC and, and, and get into the and get into the uh, 18 playoff. I don't look at them in that regard. I just look at them as a, a pretty solid team and look like they're going into the right direction in year three for Mike Norville. Um, Jordan Travis did what we, what we said he was going to do. He was going to make plays with his legs. He didn't do anything special throwing a ball. Um, that fade he threw to, to Wilson in the back of the end zone when he caught her on one hand, I thought that was good ball placement. But other than that throw, Jordan Travis didn't do anything spectacular except improvise and extend plays with his legs like he did. And like you alluded to, it was 7 for 11 on third downs. And that was because of Jordan Travis's legs. Yeah. Now, they D-line. 
led by Jared Verse, yeah. was outstanding. But it's hard for me to tell how really good they were because LSU had so many issues on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to to some of their practices, man, during fall. I mean, during the fall camp, and I said to myself, "This doesn't look like a." Uh, offensive line that could compete with the A&Ms and the Alabamas of the world in this conference. They just don't look imposing to me. Um, and Florida State took advantage of it. And when you talk about the running game with Noah Kane um, and Goodwin and, and, and Josh Williams, um, you know, that's not good enough. John Emery will help, but you we all know in today's game, you have to be able to run the ball by committee. Yeah. Um, and then with John Emery's history of getting these little knick-knack injuries and stuff like that, you got to be able to have guys that come behind him and be able to run the ball. And the way Noah Kane and Goodwin and Josh Williams looked on Sunday, uh, I don't think they can they can they can fill they can fill that void when John Emery comes out. Um, maybe they get better as the season goes on. I don't know, but I know that offensive line is a big issue. The receiving core, we know that one is one of the most talented receiving cores in the country. Um, but you know, Coach Denbrock came out. You know, they're just running a lot of twelve personnel. Uh, when you got those kind of receivers in that room where you can go six to seven deep, 12 personnel should not be like a package that you're running a lot of the time, in my opinion. Not when you got that kind of person. Not when you got that kind of that kind of talent in that receiver room. All right? Um, I think they got to cater that offense to, J- to Jaden Daniels, how they did in the, the, the middle and the, the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. The middle of the third and, 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 and most of the fourth quarter. And that is, he is not a quarterback that's going to go through his progressions, one, two, three, get the ball out. He's not that kind of quarterback. Well, they got to get him into some RPOs. They got to get him rolling out. They got to get him doing things like that where he's making one read and getting the ball out of his hand. Because if he has to go through progressions, and you saw it in the first half. In the first half, when he they were trying to make him into a pocket. a pocket passer where he had to go through one, two, three, four progressions. That's not his game. Intermediate, throwing the ball between the hashes, that's not his game. He's not very accurate in that regard. Um... He does. A, he does. A, he does a good job of throwing the, the nine ball, but they got to do a better job of putting him in a position that caters to his strength. And they did that in the fourth quarter, and that's why the offense kind of got going a little more. You know, they were doing one, two, three step drops, getting the ball out of his hand. And so I think if they do that, they can see some success down the road. Defensively, um, you know, the linebacker play got to get better. Yeah. Uh, the linebacker, the linebacker play has to get better. Uh, we know that 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 D line, that front. Was is really really good. Losing Mason Smith is gonna be big. That's gonna be huge. But I still think that front could be pretty good. It ain't gonna be good enough to be Bama, you know, or, or the A and M's of the world, or you know, or, or Georgia. But they won't have to see Georgia, or Florida, because the way Florida offensive line looked against Utah on, on on this past weekend, they look like they are juggling that offensive line. And so they're gonna have to get creative and figure out different ways how they gonna, you know, uh, plug in people to to take Mason Smith's place. Um, but I think they can still manage this season and win seven games, like I said, still be bowl eligible. As long as you're seeing growth yeah, and some kind of progression throughout every week, I think people, LSU fans have to be encouraged about the future under this Brian Kelly era. But I won't make a point. How about Billy Napier? How about Billy Napier? For all you folks out there that say Billy Napier – Come from UL. He ain't ready for this kind of stage. The SEC is too big. He needs to go prove himself more. Well, he did it against the number eight team in the country in year one 
in the swamp. And that Florida team looked at like a whole different team than I've seen under Dan Mullen over the last three to four years. Um, so kudos to Billy Napier. But going forward for the rest of the season with LSU, losing Mason Smith, um, seeing how the disarray you've seen with Kayshawn Booty and and, and all of all of all of all of the, the, the special teams woes they had, do you see this team getting better as the season goes on? Yeah, um, this is like you you've been around the uh, program um, well enough this offseason, just like just like I have, and you can see like it's a different demeanor under coach than when it was under coach O, than it was under Les, than it was under Nick. Um, the the thing about it is, you hit the nail on the head. When you talk about turnover, they only they brought in I want to say like twelve people from the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I say twelve. That's a lot. All right, so 12, 12, 12 to fifteen in in, in, the, in the transfer portal. All right, majority of the team has been here already. You can you brought in a whole new office of court, a whole new head coach, whole new office coordinator, defense coordinator. Your whole infrastructure of coaches are brand new. Most of these guys come from productive and prominent careers. So I see the wide receiver group getting that much better on the, on the Cortez. I see the quarterback play getting a whole lot better on the um, Joe, Joe Sloan. I see DM, you know, DM Brock, you know, just sitting there and just looking. Cause I think you hit one, well, none, none of the um, observations that you made that was like pretty apparent. You could tell, like, that first quarter um, game plan was, like, built for somebody like Gus um, Nussmeyer. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Maybe um, Miles Brennan. Yep. Maybe um, Walker Howard. You know, sit back, boom, 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 read it, you know, as you drop it back, letting it go. Um, once they telefitted everything, it was like, all right, cool. Like, now it started rolling. So, mm-hmm. so you, see, you see it in there. Once um, Matt House, I think, starts trusting – all right, this is not the NFL. This is college football, so I can walk down and go man to man on on certain people. On certain people, you know, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. Um, look, like I said, this is one of those reality checks um, for the fan base of LSU. Like, you have to just accept the fact that hey, we wasn't good last year. We had talent. We wasn't good, um, which you know was fired, was wound out into you buying out Coach O, which I still thought was a bad move. You know what I'm saying? But Brian Kelly, hey, you know it is what it is. Um, but it's still going to get to that point when once you get it rolling, you're going to be super competitive. And I think that's what, like, like do we do I on paper is Bama better? Absolutely, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? On paper, is Texas A&M better? I don't think so. I think it's I think it's tit for tat. Mm-hmm. You know the um you know th- those type of matchups on on paper. I um I think you'll take the offensive line of Florida mm-hmm. and the quarterback of Florida over anything that we anything that we have on on our um roster. But like all in all, and linebacker play pretty good too at Florida. Yeah, I, you know what I'm you know saying like that. That's the that's the key. In every day, like you know, it's it's not like outside of Bama, and just talking about in the conference on your schedule. Outside of Bama, there's no team that just sit there and you just look at it like woo, woo. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I think a lot of people sleeping on Tennessee. 
Uh, oh, but see, like, t- like it, a lot of people sleeping on Tennessee because uh, I, I like even before the season started, I said I got the I got the I got LSU starting off five and zero. Mm-hmm. I think their first loss comes when they play L- when they play ten- when they go play Tennessee at home. Yeah. The what what, what hypo has done with that program and the way they look this past weekend, they look like they're gonna be one of the better teams in the SEC. I think people like I don't think people sleeping on Tennessee as far as like. I think it's one of those like we heard this before. Like think about like when Bush Davis was there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, right. and and like they had, yeah, and they had all these top recruits. And like on signing day, he had the bricks out. You know, we building it brick by brick and mm-hmm. writing the recruits name on that stuff. And it was time like, hey, that was like the most talented team. Yeah, on, but yeah. Like when push came to shove, it was like, but look. To his defense, bro, they lost a lot of close games. Yeah. Like they was they lost like that year that you talking about, they lost like five games, like last second field goals. Yeah. Like Georgia. Yeah. Georgia beat them on like a 52 yard field goal to win. Yeah, but but, they, but, but see, that, that, this is this is true. And them beat them on a the last second field goal. Like they just was losing a lot of close games there. But, but when you when you look when you look at um uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think <laughs> when you look at the win loss record. Yeah, when you, you right. look at when you look at Red Law, right? Do you sit there and be like, "Hey, nobody says that." Hey, he, lo- hey, hey, he, he lost ten games, but hey, hey, out of the ten games he lost that year, though, yeah, yeah. He, nine came by you know on the last possession. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It still goes as all in all loss. You know what I'm saying for the for the for that for that program. So, so you still you still got LSU winning seven games. Yeah, I still had them going plus seven. Okay. You, you know, I, I, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, you know. I think they play in Southern at the right time. Mm-hmm. Get a get get a get a boost. Get, get you know get the get the excitement back and stuff, and then hit this winnable stretch mm-hmm. that that we you know that's that we all believe would have started with Florida State. Mm-hmm. But I rather you get slapped in the face early mm-hmm. than roll and get slapped in the face in the middle or toward the end. It's like oh shit, we ain't well. See, in the middle for college football is like the end. Because that's when you're in conference and all that stuff, you know. And I read you get slapped in the face early, start working on fixable stuff right there and there, then hit that roadblock in the middle of the season and be like, "Man, we don't know what the fuck we doing," and be and be and been um, built up by false hope, you know. The biggest question I got though coming out of this game that I don't understand, I thought Bill Polian was supposed to be like a the guru of special teams. How does that happen? Not once, not twice, but four mishaps, four mishaps on special teams. I I just I don't I don't I can't you know I can't understand it. And when you look at the replay on the last block field goal, man, he let the the, the, the guy step out. Everybody he gave from, him a direct pass. Everybody a direct pass. I, I just don't understand. High school, high school was when you first start kicking field goals. You know, some middle school uh, programs would do it, but but high school for sure. When you get live action, the first thing they teach everybody: step inside, lock your legs. Don't let hey, don't chase. Step inside, and this guy went. It, it, it almost had me thinking, like, he point are, are you, are you, yeah, are you shaving points? He Billy Donahue who that thing. Oh, what, that was a good um, um, untold on um, <laughs> Netflix too. So, how do, how does that happen? How does that happen? Is, is is are we not preparing at practice? Are we doing are we not doing a good job do in walkthroughs? Do we have the wrong personnel out there for for special teams? Like how does that happen? And then Malik neighbors, 
it's one thing. I you know I I, I did pump return. I, I know I know it was in high school, it wasn't in college, so it was, I know it was a whole different ball game. But pump returning is pump returning. It's still the same concept of understanding what a, when the rush is coming, and you know when they're within seven to eight yards, you fell catch it. Anything past seven to eight yards is returnable. That was that's what I was taught. He fair caught both of them. And he dropped them. I, I just, you know, and and one of my boys on Twitter, he came, he made the point. He said, look, when I played at Gramlin, I remember we played in the Dome for Bayou Classic. That was my first time playing in the Dome. And he talked about how them lights like, is, is lights. different when you're trying to catch those fair catches. And so um, I think my next question is, I know they did pregame in the Dome, like the day of the game. But I don't. I don't think they did any any practices in the dome leading up to Sunday, though, huh? No. Yeah. They, they, they could. They couldn't. Be, neither team could because you know there was it's that that turf change, the stencil layout. Okay, like you yeah. wouldn't have. Yeah. So, like, so prime example, you you're there for the prep classic when they doing the stencil thing. There's like certain parts of the field, right? That's that section off. So you you're not gonna get your full. You 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 probably do best on like going to tag only, uh, well not even tag because tag, well I, don't, I haven't been to tag in a while so I don't know if tag is turf or not anymore. It's but, turf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know like going going to those spots. But I could attest to the lights like um, when we was warming up last year to when we were playing Manny mm-hmm. and but y'all got the practice the day before the game. Yeah, but it's like more, but like, but but like, we still didn't have the, we still didn't have the full feel. Except, but like, even do warmups when we was drawing up the the ball to our returners and stuff, like you could see them, like when the ball, it's like it's it's that little dead area. It's like boom, as long as the ball's in that dark spot, they mm-hmm. can see it. Then like when it start to drop, it's like bam, light right there. And it's like like oh, like yeah, yeah. like real real quick. That's why you kind of see most of the most of the returners. In the league, league for sure, where like dark, dark visors. Mm-hmm. See, like it, it kind of, it, it kind of, you know. Block, and I want to say Malik, uh, he didn't have a dark visor on, but I want to say he had a visor. Yeah, on. he had, a, but he, it was, it was a clear one. Yeah, a clear one. You yeah, know which is the worst yeah. one when you look straight to, into. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and and I, and I think he got a raw deal from the fans and, and a lot of people in the media. Um, but to me, I just feel like leading up to the game. They got to change that being able to let them teams have at least a, a, a two-hour practice in a, in, a, in a dome like that where you know those kind of situations could determine a game. Because I think if Malik Neighbors had a chance to practice, have like an a hour, hour and a half practice in that dome, being able to look at those lights and, and, and practice it, I don't think that happens on Sunday. But then also, I just this is, this is honestly what, what the change-up I would have did after I seen him muff the first one, I'd have told him let it drop. I would have had him back up ten. You know, say, hey, judges, get it off the bounce. Yep. Like and tell and tell, hey, coach, look, the lights, the like. It, it's certain stadiums that they automatically do that. Uh, I know Ohio State is kind of one of them. The way the way the way it's shaping, the way the wind catch, comes down, the field, it's like, hey. When it drops, when it start, when the ball start dropping around this this level or something, hey, you kind of, hey, if it's starting to move, we tell our guys to back mm-hmm. out the way and catch it off the bounce. Mm-hmm. And like it's, 
Like so, like that's what I would do. I have, like especially like you the, you the recruit coordinator. You, you especially like, like that's your real. You gotta go. And that's what I'm saying. Like tell if coach. he's supposed to be a guru of special teams, th- those kind of adjustments has to be made throughout the game. When the first field goal got blocked, like it should have been an adjustment. When he muffed the first punt, like you say, that should have been an adjustment. And it's like it was no adjustment after the mistakes. And if you make those adjustments, that don't happen. The gate, the gate, like you did all that for. But all in all, man, I think it was a good, good experience. Like, would you love the the the, the W? Absolutely. Let's let's not kid ourselves here. But it's the experience of hey, we got down, we fought back. Right. We you know say hey, that's the only good thing that came out of it. We 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 made adjustments on offense. We seen hey the adjustment we made on offense work. Hey, we made adjustments on defense. The adjustment we made on defense work is this is this is both after losing. Two of our best defensive players, yep. you know, and we still at the end of it all, we still had a chance. We we went down the field, we we got a fourth, like we we stopped them on the goal line. They fumbled. We get the ball back. We kept fighting. We went down the field with one timeout in in thirty seconds. We score a touchdown, and we get the extra point block. So it's like I said, it's a lot of positive when you go back. Hey, look, guys, this is one of those conversations. Hey, guys, look, we gave it to them myself. We gave it to him myself. We didn't get off the field on third down. You know what I'm saying? I got to do a better job of, of setting up boom, boom, boom in this situation. Once they did, because it was the same type of route combination. It's not like they was doing – somebody was – the quarterback was rolling out. Somebody was, was doing some type of curl action, whether it was coming from the inside or the outside. Hey, maybe I should have went – if I was going to run zone, maybe I should have went cover three across the board where I could have people in the hook-to-curl areas and say, draw it if you want. Draw it if you want. And if he if the next window outside of me is, is this window where the safety is rolling down. So we still we got everything we wanted. Maybe I should have um knowing that it was rolling out, maybe we should have brought pressure from the outside instead of from the inside. To, you know, it's, it was going against what they was doing. You know, it's just certain little okay, okay. Back to square one. It's, you know what I'm saying? You don't it's, it's not one of those situations where you just gotta throw the whole hey, this shit ain't working. Right. right. That, and I think that's that that was the that's the good thing. It's not a panic of, uh, hey, you know, what I'm saying Nas like, hey, look, like the, like Mason Cole, uh, Mason Taylor had like, with like six catches. Mm-hmm. The uh, the highest receiver was Malik Neighbor. Was, no, was, uh, Jari Jenkins. Yeah, yeah Jari, Jari Jenkins was like, I think he had six of a, a, a five. You know, say, hey, maybe some of them six to Cole could have got down. Hey, maybe we sh- maybe uh, Neighbor should have got another catch. Maybe. Booty, but hey, but Booty, you can't say nothing because Booty was targeted six times. Yeah, you know he yeah. was targeted six times. He got the pass interference. Yeah, you know what I'm uh, saying. Called on a defender, and then he <coughs> he dropped the one in the end zone. Um, then it, the slant yeah. on the goal line. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know what I'm saying? It just he was out of it. I don't know what it was, but he looked like he was a freshman again at Westgate. Yeah. That's what it honestly looked like. Yep. Maybe it's so much of, hey, I got number seven on. Hey, I'm, I'm you know, like, because even last year he was under radar until he just started, ooh, ooh, ooh. Hey, he the next he the next yeah. one. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, maybe it's a good, like, hey, you ain't. Cause, but the, the one thing I was I was just, just, just shocked about was seeing, like, the former LSU guys just dog the team. Yeah, you know Malik name was dropping. I seen um, Jai Eugene <laughs> saying, "Hey, Keshawn Booty, you not you not you not that guy. You not you like you trash." And I was like, "Damn!" Right? 
Right. Like, that's what we, right. <laughs> that's what we doing. And 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 my thing was, and I tweeted about it. We so quick to ridicule and 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 talk about a player after one game. And I and and I and I've said this so many times. Let it play out. Yeah. It's a long season. It's a lot of football left to be played. Kayshawn Booty, did I I'm gonna hold him accountable. He had a terrible game. Yeah. He looked disinterested. His body language was terrible. I will be the first one to say that. But I'm for, not gonna say he trash. For for people to say, oh, he not he not he don't he don't he don't deserve to be number seven. He's not good like that. I don't know how he's projected to go in the first round. All it takes is for him to come out here on Saturday against Southern, score three touchdowns. They come back against Mississippi State, score another two or three touchdowns on 120 yards, and all that's going to change. We got to stop just living in and being prisoners of the moment. Because guess what? If they came out that Sunday and had six catches for 140 yards and two tutties, know what everybody been saying? Oh, he top five. It's not like he was uh, – what's the boy name we got from Oklahoma State? Uh, Justin John DeGiles. Right. Well, well, I, made the, I made the bad mistake of giving him number seven. Right. And they, they stripped him too. Yeah. yeah. They stripped and, him and number he, seven. He, even he was like, wow. Right. <laughs> Just like, but, but it's like like that's the mantra of when 18 and 7 at LSU. It's like it's, it's no secret. Like it's known throughout the whole nation. That's what seven – seven mean you the best playmaker, 18 mean you the heart and soul of the team. When you wear those two, you automatically got to target. So you can't afford to have a bad game. That, yeah. That's just – at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah, let, let it play out. Um, I think Kayshawn Booth is going to end this season, you know, still as one of the best receivers in the country. Um, and I think he's going to put all these naysayers to rest. Moving on, Sunday, Saints versus Falcons in Atlanta. Who that? Listen, I, 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 don't, I don't anticipate us losing this game by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, when you look at the Falcons and you look at their roster and you look at who's, who's going to be the starting quarterback on Sunday, I am so confident that we should win this game by at least two possessions or more. Um, you know, I, th- I hope Jameis Winston builds his confidence up this game. I think this is the game where he gets that confidence booster to prepare him for the rest of this season until we get to that week, f- the, the, we get to week five and week six where that schedule gets brutal. Um, when you look at the dynamics on offense with Kamara, Ingram, Alave, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Deontay Harris, Marquez Calloway, you know, Trotman, and Taysom Hill to some degree. Mm. He just have so many weapons at his disposal that there's no way in the world the Falcons are going to be in a matchup with us pound for pound with all those, with all those guys. Um, this is a, another, a confidence booster for P. Carmichael to be able to prove to the world, and not only to the world, to himself, that he can call plays without Sean Payton beating in the building, without Sean Payton being able to um, go through a game plan with him. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm very anxious and, and excited to see this new era for the New Orleans Saints and, and see Dennis Allen get his first win as a, as a head coach for the Saints, man, and kind of put some of the naysayers to rest. Like, like, and I'm one of them um, because I was not an advocate of Dennis Allen getting his job over Eric Bieniemy. And I still stand by that. Um, and I hope he proved us wrong. I hope he proved me wrong because I want to see the Saints be successful because I'm a diehard fan. Um, but you got to prove it. You got to prove it. I can't wait to see this defense flock together and 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 and, and fly, see them flying around with, with the badge on the back end. Cam Jordan, Davenport. I'm ready to see Davenport take that next step and earn him a contract. huh? I can't wait to see DeMario Davis lead this team. It's going to be very... Very exciting on Sunday to watch us get off to this to this fast start. 
Um, when you look at the Falcons, man, you know, just like Fred said a couple weeks ago, they are competing for the to, for the CJ Stroud and uh Will Anderson. and Will Anderson sweep, uh, sweepstakes. That's what they're competing for because they are not gonna make the playoffs with the, the way this roster is assembled. I anticipate these people being probably third, maybe second worst team in the NFL. Um, man, I think this is just the this is the biggest confidence booster that P. Carmichael needs. Um, the last time that we seen him like as the primary play card, it only attributed three, uh, I think six points. Uh, no, nine points. This is when we beat the um the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, Sean Payton had COVID. Uh, the second time, mm-hmm. and um, but but granted, granted, you was going against uh that defense, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, which is no no slouch of imagination. This is the time that and we had no receivers. Yeah, you know this is that time for Michael Thomas. Hey, show a hey, show why before you've been out before you was out of football for two years, why you was quote unquote the the next best wide receiver mm-hmm. in the league. This is the time, you know, this is the time for the offense line to start gelling. You know, this is a time for, you know, Ingram back at his old number. For Camaro to like, okay, are we gonna start seeing you back as a receiving option now? You know, the the plethora of, of offensive um weaponry that we have, like you said, the Chris Olaves, the the juice. Man, juice back in the home in the in the home state. Oh uh, man, that that's exciting right there for me mm-hmm. in, in, in itself. Um, Deontay Harry in the return game. You know, get, can we get can we get some type of? All right, we back. You know, what I'm saying like we ain't rebuilding. There's a reason why we ain't do this and that. There's a reason why we you know yeah we went after Deshaun. You'll be dumb not to go after Deshaun. Right. But there's a reason why Jameis was our our backup plan. And we and we rolled through with it. Um, as far as what the Falcons opposed, man, um, there's nothing on their defense that scares me outside of uh, Grady Jarrett. But Grady Jarrett is going against um, um, Eric McCoy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if Caesar Ruiz can make can, can have that year to we be like, okay, yeah, I'm confident in that guy being like. Cause it's to, to me, that's the biggest question mark. What that middle gonna look like? I know. I I, I got all. I go to war with Eric McCoy. I go to war with Ryan Ramchick. It's not a doubt in my mind with those two. Um, what about Hurst at that blind that blind side? Um, man, this is this is the thing about Hurst. He he's so valuable to us because he goes from inside. You know, he goes from outside to inside. Mm-hmm. You know, as that extra um lineman. I think honestly, if Andrews Pete wasn't on his team. Taylor Pennington would have been a guard. He's a natural. Taylor Pennington? Pennington, Pennington, Pennington. <laughs> I, call, I gave him gave an ING, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think he would be a guard. He's nat- He's a natural run blocker. Mm-hmm. He, you know what I'm saying? He could deal with the – He struggles with the pass. He, he could, he's, and I think he's, he struggles with the pass on the outside. You know what I'm saying? That's a different type of athlete animal that you deal with in the league right there. But And they still haven't came on and said – how it's, long are y'all for? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's some type of – it's a ligament thing. So, I, I think it's one of those things like, hell, they don't even know. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, you know what I'm saying? See, they're trying to see – you know they're going to go to rehab route first to see if if that – if strengthening the muscles around it buys time mm-hmm. for, for something in the offseason. Because we definitely going to need him. You know what I'm saying? But I think naturally, man, you, you put him in that guard and you got something like ridiculous going on in the offensive line where the middle is not an issue right, right at all. Um. That defense, man. Let's let's see, you know, with Ryan Neeson and um, Chris Reshaw, Chris Reshaw together can do. 
Um, I'm excited about the secondary. Excited about I'm the excited. secondary. You know, you Lattimore. Can you can you can you give us another good year back to back like that? After you got paid. You know what I'm saying? You know, Roby going back home. You know, Paulson Debo, who like a lot of people, even myself, like like, hey man, y'all keep I'm tired of hearing people talk about hey the next Richard Sermon, the next Richard Sermon, the next Richard Sermon, because like we've heard that mm-hmm. so much. We're like, man, you know what I'm saying? But getting in the lab with um But you heard what Dennis Allen said through our training camp in the preseason. He said, out of everybody in training camp, Paulson Adebo was the most impressive. Yeah. That's the name he used. Yeah. He said Paulson Adebo. So I'm looking for Paulson Adebo to take that next step this year. And last year he had some bad moments, but he had some good moments too. He had more good than bad. Yeah. That's that's the thing. He had more good. Like you said, Honey Badger being back there. You know, hey, let's see what the the rookie can do. But the guy I'm most excited about is Demario Man of God, David. Woo! I, 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 man, I don't think it's not a guy who's who is not respected enough. He's respected on the field, but doesn't have the accolades to go with the respect right. that he has on the right. field in the league than Demario. What David. they had him ranked in the top one hundred, like eighty-two. Yeah, it, it, it was somewhere. It was like it was somewhat so disrespectful that I like. Yeah, I don't even want to watch this no more. I don't even care about the top 100 no more. Because, like, when the first when the top 100 first started coming out, it was like, yeah. Like, this is, a, this is a legit list. Now it's all buddy. But let me put my buddy, buddy up there. You know what I'm saying? Even though he ain't have the best yet. But you, you still got to put Man, that ain't what it was about right. when it first was presented. But, you know, but then, man, and Cam, being, let's see if Cam can have a, a high sack year. Mm-hmm. Um, Davenport. Let's see what Pey- let's see what we get out of Peyton Turner. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can can he stay? Can he be durable this year? Yeah. Um, and let's hey, that, if Anya Monica stay out of trouble off the field, mm-hmm. this could be that year for him as well. Let's see how Marcus May gonna fly around in this defense under, it, under with this with this new scheme. On, what's going on? I didn't want to say his name, but I, I, I mean, from the reports I read, I think he's gonna be all right. Um, uh, it look it looks more like self defense. Okay. Uh, you know, the way his lawyer was talking. Uh, it seems like they got a good case for him to for him to be discharged. So um, I don't anticipate this affecting him from playing the rest of the season or, or, or some kind of suspension coming down on him. Uh, you know, we, but like I say, man, we gotta start off. We gotta start off with this win um, against the Dirty Birds. We can't take these people for for granted because it's a rival game. Yeah. And, and and when you when you when you got a rivalry like this, you remember the year when we was was trying to get home field advantage? Yeah, and we lost. And the Falcons had like one of the worst records in the league, and we lost. And that was the reason why we didn't get home field that year. Yeah. So we can't take these people for granted. We got to come out strong and play fast and get this win on Sunday and set the tone for the season. What What are you on a, for the? It's gonna be a twofold question. What are you most excited about to see from our offense? What are you most excited about to see from the defense? I'm most excited to see how they're gonna use uh, Chris Olave. Um, you know, when you talk about having Jarvis Landry and having Michael Thomas and Kamara coming out the backfield, you know, as a, as a receiver option, Chris Olave should have a lot of opportunities to go against a slap dick. And that's why I picked him up on fantasy. And I picked him high because I know he's going to have a lot of opportunities because he's not going to be seeing the defense's best players. So I can't wait to see him, you know, blow the top off the defense, um, you know, catch a bubble and, and, and be able to make a play, get him in space, being able to use that route running, you know, that he's been known for at Ohio State and, and put it to test 
against their third best or fourth best corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with his speed, man, I, I anticipate him um, finishing this season around 700 yards receiving, 600, 700 yards receiving. Was not, about, was not bad based not on, based about, on yeah, that receiving Yeah, room. about six, 700 yards receiving and about five, six tutties. Um, that's what I anticipate for Chris Olave. Um, and, and I think he's going to have all the opportunities in the world because of what I just said with all those, all those weapon, weapons at, dis, at disposal. And on defense, Alante Taylor, Davenport, those are the two that I'm looking forward to seeing take that next step. Uh, of course, Alante Taylor is a rookie, um, the cornerback out of Tennessee. I, I, I really think that the way Dennis Allen and Ryan Nelson and Chris Richard is going to use him, they're going to use him kind of how they use Chauncey Garner Johnson. I think you're going to see him play corner. I think you're going to see him play nickel. I think sometimes they might put three safeties on the field and make him one of the safeties. They're going to move him around a lot. And as the season goes on, I think he gets more comfortable in that defense and he starts to make plays and build his confidence up. Um, you know, I know he was injured a lot during during training camp and during the preseason, so we didn't get to see a lot of him. But just going back to the tape at Tennessee and, and listening to some of the some of the things that Dennis Allen said about him, um, he seems like a, a, a good guy that we're going to be using a utility role to play a lot of different positions on the field. And Davenport, come on, man, this is this is the year. We've been waiting on this since we traded up for you. Four years ago, it's a, and it's been always something, whether it's an injury, uh, whether it's uh, – And that's what it's been. It's been injuries because when a motherfucker on the field, it's like, damn. Yeah, whether it's an injury or sometimes it's been inconsistency. Yeah. You know, one week he looks like one of the best pass rushers in the league, then the next week he's he starring and disappearing eggs. And so I'm ready to see Davenport take that next step because you got to think about it. Father time is undefeated. Cam Jordan ain't going to be on this field too much longer. Mm-hmm. All right, it's only a matter of time to Cam Jordan cause of the career. You know what I mean? And so we got it. We need that that next guy to, to step up and be that person on the D line. And Davenport has all the tools and the ability to do it, but he got to showcase it. And, and like you talked about, Peyton Turner, who we picked in the first round, we gotta see some kind of sighting from him. We gotta see some kind of growth, some kind of progression from him this season. Something that makes me excited that we that we that we got yes. got him in the first round. Yes, yes, you know. And uh, but I think I think I think all in all, man, we gonna have, you know, a hell of a season with the Saints. Um, like I said, you know, during the summer, on paper, this is the best assembled team that I've ever seen the Saints have since I've been living. When you just talk about on paper, on paper, I'm talking about running backs, O line, receivers, D line, linebackers, secondary. Damn. This is the best team assembled the Saints ever had on paper. That eleven team is tough. That eleven team was tough. Over the, on paper, on 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 paper, the on, the only advantage I give this team over the eleven team is the wide receiver core. Who's on the eleven team? R- remind me. Bush, McAllister, uh, Jerron Bushrod, Chris Goodwin. Uh, I mean, John D. Goodwin, um, mm-hmm. uh, Colston. The fucking defense had Raper Man. <laughs> um, Jabari Grill. <laughs> Jabari Grill. Who we lost um, in the playoffs this Malcolm, year? Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Will Smith. Who we lost in the playoffs that year in eleven? That wasn't the year we lost to the Vikings, huh? 
No, that wasn't the year we lost to the Vikings. Mm, that, that's that's um Marcus Williams. Marcus 49ers. Williams. Is that the year we lost to the 49ers? Yes. When Jimmy Graham caught the long pass, we took the lead, and then they came back and and uh threw the pass to Vernon Davis. I think that yeah. It was that eleven? Yeah, yeah. 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 And they advanced to the NFC championship? Yeah. I think that was eleven. Yeah, that's eleven. That's eleven. Yeah, that team was pretty well, good because because it, it was either because it was either it was either that team that we lost to, or it was either that team or the Beast Mode run. It's one of the no, two. No, no, the Beast Mode. That was that was that was before the the Super Bowl. Was it? I think so. I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Maybe it was ten. That might have been that might have been the year after the Super Bowl. That but ten that that might have been, been ten. Yeah, after the Super Bowl. That eleven team not better than, on paper. On paper, I'm telling it's you. Not better. On, no, on, on paper. all right. So check it out. So you taking, you taking. I'm taking Deuce McCallis. Deuce, but Deuce, Deuce was Deuce wasn't Deuce wrong at in eleven, huh? Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. And no, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Regardless of what people want to believe, I'm taking Kamara over Bush. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I give you that. I give you that. I give you that. So so wide so so, so, so all you, you just got the wide receivers and, and running backs. You ain't got the O line. You lose that. You lose that. You lose that like a motherfucker. The O line, it ain't it ain't like that, nah. Dude, it ain't was. like that. Yeah, it was. So look, Eric McCoy, John Dickinson, Ramshack, Jamar Bushrod, Bushrod played the blind side. Even better, he played the blind side. Bushrod wasn't like that. Uh, Bushrod uh, was getting his ass kicked by Dwight Freeney and, and Robert Mathis. That was look, come on now. You talk, you you just named two Hall of Famers. I'm just saying, you just named two Hall of Famers. I'm just saying. Now I, love tackle, now, I love tackle position. There's a question mark with uh, Hurst and Penning. We don't know what Penning going to uh, do. Carl Nix. Carl Nix was a dog. No, Carl Nix left after the Super Bowl year. Nah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he got did. that money from the Bucks. Yeah, he, so he was gone. He did. He, he was took, gone. He took the money he, and he, he had yeah. that, that illness. So I think the but old. Charles Bentley. Bentley was good. He not better than. I don't think he better than Ruiz or uh, oh, Andrews Pete. Or Andrews Pete. Bentley was good. Oh, I'm taking him over both of them motherfuckers combined. I don't know. Look, Charles Bentley would never, would never, would never put it as finesse. Yeah, nah. it was, yeah. Um, Magic might just say it was yeah, Frank, San Frank. Yeah, nah, San nah. Pete they made Pro Bowls. I don't. Bentley ain't never made no Pro Bowls. He did at the center. When? Pull it up. He ain't never made no Pro you Bowls. Got phone, you Pete, Pete they made like three Pro Bowls. Yeah, but she, that's the man. D line. Who you taking? I'm taking Will Smith. You taking Will Smith over Cam, over Cam Jordan? The combination of Will uh, who was the other end? You Will taking Will Smith, Charles Grant? No, Charles Grant was going by then, huh? Yeah, no, Charles he, he got moved this side. <laughs> I'm taking out D line. You know what I'm saying? He, he ate his I'm boy. taking a D line this year. If if, if 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 Sheldon Rankins was still on that D line, and we got more depth. You got depth. We got more depth on this D line. Linebackers. Woo! I'm taking this linebacker cool. You only got one. We only got one linebacker right now. I think Pete Warner is about to have a, have a hell of a year. He got to prove it. He got to prove oh, it. Oh, hey, we had was hey. Vilma. You taking Scott Shanley? We have Vegeta, too. Vegeta was gone after no, the Super Bowl year. No, he didn't. Vegeta yes, had he two. did. Vegeta didn't leave until, until he went to Cleveland, and we lost to Cleveland in, in, in that, that year. The the five, in 10. Vegeta left after the Arab. Look, we, we lost Vegeta. There. I'm telling you, we didn't have Vegeta after that I Super Bowl. I think we had Vegeta. No. I think we had Scott. Mm-mm. We had Scott. Vegeta was gone. I think we had Scott. Mm-mm. So you taking Shanley. I'm taking Vegeta and, and Vilma. Over now, Kane Nellis. Now nah, they got him starting. Uh, Do you trust him? at the wheel. Listen, K 
Caden Ellis has a lot of ability, but not we I, we but, haven't seen him as a starter. Do you trust him? I got I gotta see him. <laughs> I trust, I trust Pete Werner. I trust, I trust Shanley over, over. So Pete Werner ain't have a hell of a rookie year? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. All right, especially, especially once he came. Secondary, came. not even close. Mm. Not even close. I don't know. Secondary, not even close. I don't know. Secondary, not even close. You, 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 hey, Raper Man was the, was a motherfucker. Raper Man wasn't there in 11. Yeah, Raper Man was there in 11. He was still raping in 11. I don't think Raper Man was there in Raper 11. Raper Man was there in 11. Raper Man, no, Jabari Gray. No, no. You know how I know? Because that was the year they moved Malcolm Jenkins to free safety. He played corner, like for the Super Bowl. Yeah, he Malcolm played corner. corner. And then in 11, they moved him to free safety. Sharper was gone. We didn't have Sharper in 11. I'm telling you. Boy, that would have never happened on the goal line with Vernon Davis. That would have never happened. Yeah, great man with rape. <laughs> that would have never happened. That would have never happened. <laughs> hey, but, I, tell, I tell you this, though. One of the things that I'm most excited about to see this year for my offense is the return of the deep damn ball. Consistently, hopefully it doesn't be the return of thirty interceptions man, where they going the other way with year, James Winston. Man had one year, one year, 30, he only had, he only threw hey, thirty interceptions one year. Hey, I've been I've, I've said this publicly. I know you don't trust him. I, I I just I have a really big question mark about James Winston. And look, I hope he proved me wrong because I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong. Hey, we're going to see. Need you to, has nothing to do with his ability. Has nothing to do with his tools. Has nothing to do with any of that. This is my thing. He makes some bad decisions, and you the, know that. The, the option to throw the deep ball we gonna see. is back. We're going to see. We 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 didn't. We Think about it, man. We, we tried to get a – like, it was, what? One one part of the season two years ago, we, we've had – we had Taysom Hill come in just to throw the damn deep ball. You're right. Because cause, – cause, Cause the water, the water pistol, it wasn't even a super soaker no more. That little dollar, that little dollar um, tree um, water gun that you just fill up from the little, you take the little stop out, fill them under your hope. Man, look, return to that, and this is the for the defense, and I'm saying this was like full autonomy. This is the best secondary that we've. Ever had that's the best team we've ever assembled on paper. Big hint again. I'm, I'm, I gotta see it, baby. I, I, I hope you're right. I'm telling you, I hope you're right. I'm telling you, it's the but, best team assembled. But, now, how now, how will Dennis Allen manage all this? That's gonna be the key. But far as on paper and the, and, the, and the personnel we got, bro, I'm, we haven't had a team like this. The, the we hadn't had a safety. and it's a balanced team. We hadn't had a safety like this since Raper Man. All jokes aside, like Raper Man was was a turnover machine back there. Mm-hmm. To, I want to see us have turnovers again on defense. Like we had, like it's been some, you know, every now and then we'll hit a run or something like that. But I wanted the one thing that made us so special that that Super Bowl year was as much as our offense was scoring, had a defense was averaging like two and a half turnovers a game. Whether it be an interception, whether it be a sack fumble, whether it be like it, it was something special happening on defense that got us on offense an extra two possessions, right. two and a half possessions a game. That's big. You put somebody like Demar Davis is like one of the best turnover machines. You got Tyron Matthew, who's just a ball hawk. Whether it's a, whether it's just forcing a fumble, getting the interception, lining people up, and all that stuff. Marcus Wade, the, the same. Same type of person, so we can if that can um, 
help us out on the turnover dis- uh, differentials, man, I think it's a uh, it's like so. Period. It's like so. Period. If you know, I'm like I just can't wait for the season to get underway on Sunday. Uh, I think you know, Carmichael, Jameis Winston, if they on the same page and he's making good decisions, this team has a chance to let the playoffs go through the dome. Biggest that, concern for the who for the who for the who that nation injuries and Jameis Winston. Okay, injuries and James Winston. If 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 we can if we can, you know, skate through the season without getting no major injuries at key positions, like we can't afford to lose a Demario Davis, we can't afford to lose James Winston, we can't afford to lose uh, Kamara. You know what I mean? We can't afford to lose Michael Thomas. If we don't, if we can skate by this season without getting any major injuries, and James Winston makes good decisions, for the most part, we will be having the playoffs. Go through the dome. That's how good this team could be, and and that's how good we look on paper. Say I, like that. I would say the outside noise, because as much as as much as I'm expecting a big year from Jameis Winston, here's the here's the fact: he's never been on a successful team when he's the guy. Over or under. Interceptions, 15. Under, under. Under Under 15 interceptions? Under, under. If Jameis Winston gets under 15 interceptions, we should be a number one, number two team in the NFC. Number two concern, tight end play. But the reason why I'm not as concerned because we got so many weapons. But see, this is, is, so this this is why, this is where, to me, this is where I get concerned. When you get in that red zone, Mm -hmm. Area. And I'm talking about like 15 on on in, where you can pretty much just like shell everything in. You need something that's gonna break it up in the middle. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't got nothing that's gonna, well, look, well, like, I, I think they're gonna do it by committee. Hint, with Trotman, Jawan Johnson, and 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 White Uptown. Like those like, three gonna have to do it by committee. I, I don't see one of those guys just submitting themselves as the guy at tight end for us. They're gonna have to do it by committee. I can see those three guys combining for. You know, 40 catches, 45 catches, 500 yards, and maybe four tutties, five tutties for the season. And if they, if we can get that production from them three combined, we we didn't did all right because we're going to get production from Olave. We're going to get production from Deontay Harris, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Kamara. We're going to get production from all of God. Then don't forget about Marquez Calloway. Yeah, but it's, and Traquan Smith, who I wish wasn't on his roster because I wanted Dejon Dixon to get that spot. But it's. It, to we me, get production from so many different people. So, like, like I just think about, like, even even when we had Jared Cook, couldn't trust him. We couldn't trust him, but like, you had to. The defense had to game because, yeah. like, because yeah. on that on that off on that off time that he just oh shit there he go. Like even like we had Ben Watson mm-hmm. the year before he went back to the Ravens and all that stuff. Man, anytime he went up to see him, it was like uh uh-uh. uh, and now you like. One on, like in red zone situation, I got the one on one here, got the one on one there, I got boom boom. No, we hadn't out. Ben Watson was the last productive tight end that we've had in uniform. You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping Adam Trotman is watching these these fan view live shows, and he is is saying to himself, "I'm about to prove Big Hen 
That boy Fred and G Sports ruined this shit. I need you y'all, to. Y'all are all talking about all these other weapons, but y'all ain't gonna talk about me. I'm out to show y'all this season. That's what I'm hope. That's what I hope is going Cause, on. Because this, 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 this. Because Trotman, we've been waiting on you, baby. We've been waiting on you since you got drafted. I'm t- t- we tired. We tired of you not living up to the bill. I'm gonna tell you something, um, Trotman. Because you had, you came, you was on the same roster with Dan Arnold. We let Dan Arnold walk away because you and your flowing fucking locks was supposed to be the next one. Dan Arnold is. I don't, I'm not saying he killing it, but goddamn it, he yeah yeah he, he doing his thing. He, he, he doing, doing his thing. thing in Arizona. Yeah, and we stuck with you. Shit, and it's not like Adam Trotman don't have the ability. He got all he, the nice size, athletic, could run. Man, what was that? He 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 just got to put it all together this year. I think it might have been the Rams. I think it might have been this the, it for him. I think it might have been the, the we played the Rams his rookie year, and he got hit by Mark Barron. And it's like you ain't been the same since. Right. It's like every time you go up for this type of catch, turn, turn around, you see Mark Barron right there, and flashbacks. You, you just, you just say, I, don't, I, I won't touch it. So, this is Trotman's third year or fourth year. I want to say fourth. I want to say going. This, I think this is his fourth. This is it for him. Season. This is it for him. This make a break year for him. If he don't show some type of growth in this year, I think he's playing his last days. In a black and gold uniform. Shit, shit, man, fuck. And I think that's that's gonna be the position we go after in the draft. Now that we ain't got no first round pick, we got a second round. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. yeah. Last topic, uh, high school corner. Um, who y'all got this weekend? We have West Harrison out of six A school out of uh, Mississippi, and. I know y'all started off 0-1, you know, after the loss last week. Um, year one for you and uh, Coach Gordon and stuff like that, man. Um, you know, how, how you feel about going into week two and, and what you're seeing from y'all team, man, and, and how y'all can get this thing rolling? Oh, man, honestly, man, it's, it's about us. Um, getting the guys to, you know, to, to not – I wouldn't even want to say trust us, but, but believe in what we're doing, mm-hmm. believe in what they sell. Um a lot of us, like, if you look at the scoreboard, you'd be like, oh, man, God damn. But if you look at the film, like, all the points that we've given up from the jamboree to week one was because somebody's trying to do somebody else's job, and if they do they just their job, right? that play that play is not is not there. Mm-hmm. You know, showing them, you know, trusting them, you know. And, you know, this is, a, this, is a proud, this is a proud area, but, you know, this is an area, you know, that – Outside of Coach Brandon Brown, who, um, who who I worked with, and um, Alden Foster, who you know, who's another legend, you know, they that's the only two times that they that they had like any type of success. You know, what I'm saying and you're surrounded by the Kent Woods, you're surrounded by a meet, and then you look over to your to your to the Ponch right Tula. of you. You know, what I'm saying your Tula, then you look over, you know, to the to the right of you. You know, what I'm saying you have the Zacharys, who's you know in the um, Woodlawns. And the Denham Springs, that's like talking about like within an hour of driving in in each way. So you know, you know, but but like you know, we stay the course, and um, you know, we have a good chance this week. And what you know, just just get healthy, mm-hmm. get get healthy, and you know, we 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 should be we should be making some. Noise. It's one of those kind of like the LSU situation. You know, once you know, it's big turnover mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Once they start, all right. All right, all right, and then 
I think he'll just take take off like a rocket ship after that. For y- for y'all that don't know, Coach Hand was um, an assistant coach at a Meat High School. Now he's at Saint Helena, um, down there in Greensburg. Um, y'all in three, two, two, and two, um, you know, in year one with him and Coach Gordon. Uh, I'm looking forward to Warren Easton versus Catholic this week. Uh, last year Catholic put it on Warren Easton. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say the score was like forty two to seven, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so to to see uh, how Jerry Phillips and them is going to bounce back uh, from from that type of loss last year, well, you know, I felt like on paper it was evenly matched. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm very curious to see you know with them coming to New Orleans, uh, playing at playing at home, uh, seeing how how Daniel Bill, the starting quarterback at Catholic, and Sheldon Sampson, the LSU commit at receiver, and that and that nasty offensive line that they got. See how they gonna come down here in this hostile environment and being able to, and trying to duplicate what they did last year. I think that should be a hell of a game. Uh, Rumble and you high. How about that? That's uh, you know, I can't, I can't wait to see how that's going to turn out. I wish I can be in all these places at once. Can't do it though. Can't do it. Um, the way you high looks defensively. I'm gonna just go ahead and see. Dylan, Dylan Moses' brother is yeah, Keelan Moses. Listen, Jaden Osbury. You know, psh, they just they loaded. Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and put it out there. Regardless of class, I think this U-High defense might be the best defense in the state. Uh, they play fast. They physical. Um, they got good size on um, on the D-line, on the back end. They got some really, really good athletes. Um, and then they got a lot of guys that could that could do multiple things. Like Jaden Osbury um, can play linebacker, but then you can move him to safety. You can move him to, to nickel. Uh, Keelan Moses, you could put him at Mike, you could put him at Will, then you could put him, put his hand in the dirt and let him rush off the edge. And they just have so many different pieces on that defense. You can just move around and, and being able to cater to uh, certain schemes each week. And so I don't anticipate them losing a the game this year. I think they're that good. Um, I know Rumble's going to be a test for them, but I think that's going to be uh, a game where they put everybody on notice and say, look, stop playing. We really like that. Um, Cause what they did the world long last week, twenty five nothing, and gave Ricky Collins the LSU commit a goose egg. I mean, he had no time to throw the ball. Yeah, no time to throw the ball. And when he did have time, I mean, it was they just was surround. They just was, was swarm. swarming to the ball. You want to talk about rattle to the football? That's what you call rattle to the football. So I, I, I can't wait to see um, you high, you know, go against Rumble this weekend and kind of keep on showing everybody, you know, how good they are. Uh, Scotlandville and, and the car. Um, I know last year car beat them. I think think might they might have won by ten or twelve or something like that. Um, ZT said, uh, you know the senior quarterback for, for Scotlandville, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the state. Him and uh Josh Hubbard, um, the receiver, dynamic receiver, pump returner for them. Uh, they got the the, the big left tackle Jamal Franklin, who's committed to. Forgot who he's committed. Hey, UAPB. Houston University Houston. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know and you want to get some and the car team that's fairly young. You got a senior led quarterback, but at the skill positions, there's a lot of sophomores, freshmen, a couple of juniors sprinkled in there um with them. Uh so it is it's, it's, it's going to be very I'm very curious to see how this and the car team going going to roll. You know, it's going to be a hostile environment down there in Scotlandville, playing on grass when they used to play on turf. Uh then with their defense um, and how they played against Landry last week, going against uh, ZT set, who threw for 300-some yards last week and threw for 300-some yards on call last season. 
I, I think that's going to be a really, really, really good game. So, it, you know, it got some good games this 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 week. Um, I'm a, I'm going to be at the Endicott and Schuylerville game. Uh, so I, I think we 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 in for a hell of a Friday. I, I would say this, man. I, I want to give uh, shout outs to a couple of friends of the show. Um, you know, starting off with the Woodlawn team. Um, you know, we talked to um, Coach um, Randall, and then we, you know, we also had Ben Morgan, who's a friend of the show. Uh-huh. On, on, you know, like his the defense only gave up 135 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, yep. bad, bad, bad yep. field position and all that stuff. You know, so it's one of those like you look at this. The scoreboard can lie to you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, shouts out to um, Coach um, Ty. You know Tyler down yep. there. Um, yep. uh, Tim. Terrebonne, you know, getting his first yep. win as a um, as a head coach yep. at a five A program. Yep, and they 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 going they on the road tonight tonight uh, against Kennedy. Well, against Lanaris Elfage and those guys. You know, um, uh, another friend of the show. You know, but his, his schedule just never works out for us. But um, Dorset Buckles at um at Hammond mm-hmm. um, with a big time win over a meet mm-hmm. um, for for his program. You know, you can see the culture kind of changing. Um, you, you, like you've seen it changing, but now the fruits are starting to bad label. And he got a big time player over there at Hammond High, Jaheem Johnson. Yeah, Jaheem, Jaheem, Jaheem Johnson is a dude. Man, look, let me let me tell you something. Jaheem, Sleeper Jaheem in the state is. One of those guys that I don't care what team you put him on, he's probably going to be like one of the better athletes on that team. You know, he's the, he's that guy like like he he doesn't get a, a, a lot of looks from the outside. And I think it's because he didn't he didn't really camp too much. Yeah, because for, for y'all that don't know about Jaheim Johnson, this guy's a hell of a basketball player. Yeah, hell of a basketball and player. I, and, I, and I think I think that's I think he's kind of like what Jalen Cook would. Went through his his last couple of years, but mm-hmm. he knew like Jalen Cook like, hey, basketball is number one, right? Everything else is yeah. number two. Yeah, Jaheim is like the total opposite. It's like I love what I do when I'm doing it. Yeah. So when it's football season, I love football. When it's basketball season, I love basketball. Mm-hmm. If it was track, when it's track, I love track. So it's like. You know he so it's like he couldn't camp because he was AAUing. He couldn't. He couldn't. You know, he couldn't do AAU because he was on seven on seven. You know, it was like it, no sport really got the full attention of Jai. Um, some college coaches out there, man, like y'all be y'all be pleasantly surprised knocking on that kid. Yeah, door. yeah, and um, I think he can play multiple positions. Yeah, you know, I, and, I, you know, next level. I, I would like to see him at safety. Slot. I would like to see him at safety. I, I think he would be a hell of a D one safety. I think nickel. That nickel roll up type type guy. Um, I just you know that safety position, like you know, like I I, I see it too. I just, that nickel. I just think that like he's like because he's impactful around the box as he is on the perimeter. Right. That nickel allows him to, you know, ain't no put his way. If you if you have if, if Jaheim is at your is at your nickel. Ain't no speed sweep getting ran his way. Ain't if you draw a, a, a bubble screen his way, you ain't gonna draw it no more. You know what I'm saying? No. So like, it's like you're not gonna be wrong wherever you put him at. Like when they played on my um, when they played a meet, man, they just put him at running back, right? And they say, look, let, let's go. We going, you know, we going down the field with our guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's 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 one of those kids in the state that people don't know too much about. Uh, I've been following Jaheim for the last couple of years, man, and, and I do definitely think he's a um, a power five caliber player. 
Um, and hopefully he gets more recognition, man, and, and, and some lucky school, you know, gets this kid for signing day. No, we got like about a minute left in the show. Give us some other um, sleepers that you're looking to have, you know, some some positive um, uh, um, stats going going into uh, week two uh, from, you know, from from some of the schools around um, the Tri-Parish mainly. Yeah. And, um, you know the Greater New Orleans. You know what a state this the the central of the state area. Uh man, I like the the, the linebacker from Kennedy. Uh, his last name is Batiste. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think this kid is one of the has one of the fastest get offs in high school right now. Um, in Louisiana. Uh, the way he gets after the passer, uh, how violent he plays, uh, and the way Lanaris Elfage is using him on defense, putting his hand in the dirt, standing him up sometimes, dropping him off in coverage. He's so athletic. Uh, I think he is a kid that people not talking too much about. I cannot remember his first name, but his last name is Baptiste mm-hmm. um, for the Kennedy Cougars. Javon Ricks from South Terrebonne. Uh, this kid plays receiver, uh, running back, return. Um, his first two his first two games, the Jamboree and Week One, he has seven tutties, <coughs> over 800 yards all purpose. Um, he's, he's very very dynamic. Doesn't have doesn't have an offer. Uh, I don't think a lot of college coaches know about him. Um, he's about five nine and a half, about one eighty. Kid can go, he can go. Uh, people need to probably really, really get on his radar. Um, the quarterback from Temple High, Ian Rogery. Um, I know baseball was his first love, but just talking to him over the last couple of weeks, he was saying that he'd rather play football than baseball in college. This kid is about six foot and a half, six one. Um, great body, can make every throw, super athletic. And I think that's one of the redeeming qualities about Ian Roderick that people don't even notice about him because he's a white boy. You're not you're not really used to seeing white boys being athletic like that. Right. And he can run. It ain't a throw he can't make. Um and he's a he's a he's a leader of men. Um and I like what he how he looked in week one, even though they lost to Lutcher. Um, I think he he accounted for four touchdowns, two rushing, and two passing. Um, so I expect him to have a have a really really good senior year, man. But for me, for off the dome, man, those three guys, uh, the kid Batiste from Kennedy, uh, Javon Ricks from South Terrebonne, Ian Roger from Temple High, and of course, you know, Jaheem Johnson, Donnie Hammond. You know what I'm saying? And that's the sleepers of the week. There you go. That's the sleepers of the week, go. baby. Hey, hey, we coming up with new segments every every week here at Family, yeah, baby. Yeah, you know it. You, you know, know it. You know it. We all about the kid, baby. You know, know it. You know, you know it. We need a commitment on our show, man. We had not had a commitment. Since Jaquan Jackson. Man, Tulane. Last time. <laughs> the, 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 was it SMU? SMU. He committed to SMU and, and then he, he, he yeah, switched to. Yeah. 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 We, we hadn't had a commitment in a while, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, we had Greg Brooks. No, yeah, we had him, but he didn't commit on the show. We got him the day after he committed. Yeah. Yeah, we got yeah. him and um, Devin the day mm-hmm. after they committed. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to commit on the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every Thursday, folks, every Thursday, Fan View Live at 12 o'clock noon. Make sure y'all subscribe, man. Hit the like button. Tell a friend. Tell, tell a friend. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be here next Thursday. Back at it again. Yes, yeah. Sports, man. I'm signing out. Coach Hurricane here. We'll see you again, baby. And again and again and again. <laughs> oh, he did <need> a shirt. <laughs>